Welcome everybody to another episode of the Diablo Warrior Postgame Show. Coming to you live from the crib here on a Saturday morning. Watching a little college football. About to recap this Warriors game against at Gaucher. Uh, and talk about the upcoming game at Picky, against Picayune. So, I'm your host, Jeremy Forehand. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, <laughs> diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Yeah, you tell them, Rick. I appreciate that. Uh, tough one for the Warriors last night, losing 41 to 20 at Gaucher. You know, the Warriors had their chances here and there, uh, you know, down, got as close to seven points there two different times. And just what either we had a pick six that, you know, turned it around right there before half. And then another, uh, I think, it, I think that's, we, I don't know if the two picks did it, but. I remember the second half, we were within seven there, just starting the third quarter, and then Gaucher just scored the last two there to, for the final tally. But uh, had our shots, had our bright spots. Running game at times was really good, but then really bad at times. You know, it's just Coach Coach Ladner will talk about it later in the, in the interview, but they haven't put it together a full four quarters. They haven't played a solid game from – front to back and uh it's it's all three phases that need to improve and continue to improve or this season is going to be long 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 so recap of the scoring for the game uh 546 to go in the first quarter Gauthier blocks a punt Warriors were lucky to recover in the end zone for a safety and on the ensuing drive Gaucher scores on a 12-yard TD pass. Uh, They went for two and did not get it, if I remember right. So we're sitting at 8-0, 2.56 to go in the first quarter. And then no scoring again until early in the second, 11-0-2. Gaucher quarterback scores on a five-yard touchdown run to make it 15-0. And then four minutes later, a little almost four minutes later, touchdown pass, twenty-six yard TD pass, make it twenty-two to nothing. Warriors finally get on the board at six sixteen to go in the second quarter. Twenty-four yard, a ten-yard touchdown run by twenty-four number twenty-four Marquise Washington, make it twenty-two to seven. And then two minutes later, thirty-one yard TD pass to Jaquan Havard. Connor Jones to Jaquan, 22-14. Warriors are driving, 34 seconds to go right before the half. About a 75, 76, somewhere in that range, 70-plus yard pick six to for the Gators to put it 28-14 heading into the half. Warriors get the ball coming out in third quarter, drive the length of the field, get a quarterback sneak by Connor Jones, one yard, to make it 28 to 20, miss extra point. Warriors down eight at 10:30 in the third. Uh, Gauthier's next score was at 10:30 of the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's right, 10:30 both scores. Uh, 
10-yard touchdown run to make it 34-20, to and then they fi- finished out the scoring at 432 of the fourth, 441-20 victory. Um, stats for the Warriors on the night. Uh, Connor Jones was 13-22 to for 173 yards. He had one touchdown and two interceptions. Warrior offense uh, rushed 34 times for 160 yards with two touchdowns. Leading rusher on the night was Andre Crosby, the junior. Eight carries for 81 yards. And then not a whole lot between that. Didn't have anybody else with more than 25 yards there. Uh, Passing, receiving yards, uh, 173 receiving yards. Leading receiver was Andre Crosby as well. Five catches, 54 yards. And like we said, Jaquan Havard had the touchdown reception, 31 yards. He had two catches, 41 yards. So he's a sophomore. One to look for. Total tackles. Leading tackler on the night was Howard Dunn, number 13. He had 12 total tackles. And then Malcolm Gowdy had 11 total tackles to tackle for loss. We did have some sacks last night. I believe Jaden Johnson had two and Isaiah Ladner had one. There was an interception. Brian Pittman came up with that. And we also had a blocked extra point, I believe, at one point. No, blocked field goal, I'm sorry, by Marquise Washington. Marquise is a is a guy that's all over the field one way or the other. He's he's returning kicks. Uh, he's playing defense, playing offense. He's all over the ball. He's he's one of the bright spots to watch out for. He's similar. He's got that same make and model as brother Marcus Washington had last year for the Warriors. Jackson Caligari on the night had two. He, was, he did miss one PAT, um, but he was – is pretty solid otherwise on his PATs. He he did get pulled pulled in uh punting duty after the the block punt just special teams was was a uh, not not the best last night, you know, just overall they struggled all the way around offense, defense, special teams, all three phases. We had our spots, like I said, but it was just tough at times. You know, we, we're we going to talk to Coach Ladner here in the interviews. Wasn't able to catch up with any of the players, but I also talked to uh, the, the running backs coach and uh, the head coach for the ninth grade, Jason McGill. We'll talk to him a little bit later about how the season's been going so far for the ninth graders. You know, and uh, we're going to talk some more about, you know, the score. We're going to give you the scoreboard for the coast, the six lower count, the lower six counties. You know, we may go into depth about a few of the games, but uh, then we'll bring up and recap the uh, – we will preview the Picky and Maroon Tide, our next opponent at home next week. So stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back with you. If you're looking for that special bottle of wine for that romantic dinner, all the ingredients to make cocktails for the best party ever, or just want something cold to drink during tailgating and football season, stop by Dane's Liquor and Wines. They have many selections of fine wines and spirits, and they're located at 10394 the Iberville Boulevard, Suite A, 
or give them a call at 228-207-0528. Welcome, everybody, back to the post-game show here on Talking Ball, y'all. Uh, we're going to go over a few of the scores along the coast here and uh, talk about a few games maybe in depth. Not too, too crazy here. Um, you know, it's, it, it's that time. Let me talk to you. So we're going to start off like we brought it up in our radio, uh, you know, our Facebook broadcasts, if people didn't realize. But there were three matchups yesterday of Louisiana – Mississippi teams so I remember I know a few have played them but I don't know if I've ever really seen where we've had three on the same night you know it's kind of wacky but uh we're going to start with one of them St. Patrick traveled to Bowling Green over in Louisiana and the Bowling Green Buccaneers come out with a 48 to 6 win uh tough start for the Irish there starting at 0 and 2 I believe Hopefully I'm not incorrect or I'm going to get a text from a certain uh, assistant coach. And Scotlandville was that second matchup. Scotlandville Hornets traveled to Ocean Springs. Scotlandville's a team from out of Baton Rouge area. And the Greyhounds put it all over them, 49-6. to they were, I think that was the first. One of those two games was the first one finished on the night. The third Louisiana Picayune, the Louisiana Mississippi matchup was Picayune and Catholic out of Baton Rouge. Um, a really good game is what, it, from what I was re- looking at online. Um, obviously, Maroon Tide was down at one point, I believe, 21 to 13 and scored twice to take a 28 21 lead. And then the Bears from Catholic tied it up at 28 to first force overtime. The Maroon tied score in overtime. The Bears score. And then the Bears line up for two. And judging from what I saw online, the kid, the quarterback broke the pocket and was running and got tackled very close to the, to the goal line. It was signaled a good two-pointer, but there's some pictures floating around on Facebook and on Twitter showing the the ta- slow-mo tackling. It looks like the kid's knee is down and the ball is short of the goal line. So, Piggy might have got hosed on that, which is not a good thing for the their next team on the schedule, which <coughs> happens to be the Tiarville Warriors. So, it's going to be a tough, tough, tough match. You know, and that broke Picayune's 27-game win streak. You know, Picayune hadn't lost a game since 2021, I believe, at some point. They went two seasons there straight or something something like that. Hopefully, uh, I'm close. You know, I don't have the stat in front of me. But let's move on. Uh, Presbyterian Christian, 35, Resurrection, 0. Tough, uh, tough one for resurrection after, you know, beating a four A Bay High team the previous week at home there. Um, Pascal thirty four East Central six. Panthel, Pan- Pedal Panthers fifty four Saint Martin thirty one. 
Another 50 burger here. Uh, Gulfport 51 to 14 over Van Cleef. First time those two teams have ever played each other. Van Cleef, big win over St. Martin week one and then uh, gets humbled slightly here against the overpowering Gilport Admirals. Meridian, 42. Bluxy, 14. You know, Meridian deciding that second half they were going to pull out the pull it out and say, What's happening, partner? You know, tough, tough, long ways to ride on that on that cheese to get to Ray Stadium and, and get beat down like that. It's happened to the Warriors before, so I know that feeling. Final, you know, we talked about it earlier. Final score, 41 to 20. D'Arville, Gaucher over D'Arville. Tough one for uh, the, the Bearcats. You know, they're trying to break that losing streak, and they get close. This is two weeks in a row they've had a halftime lead but can't seem to pull it out. Coach Dolan in the Forest County AHS Aggies come out with a 28-17 win. And then the past Christian Pirates. Fatality. 35 to nothing over Purvis. You know, Pirates seem to be uh, clicking a little bit here, to opening up 2-0 and here on the season. Summerall comes down and defeats Wes Harrison 27-21. Hancock heads all the way to the other end of the coast to Moss Point and uh, defeats the Moss Point Tigers 52-27. to That's another fatality. And then the Battle of the Crab Trap. We always talk about name games and, uh, you know, trophy games and that sort of thing. First of all, trophies, if you're, you know, you're a coast person, that trophy is something else. It's it's an actual crab trap, and then the plaque is inside of the crab trap. You know, it's pretty neat. But uh, St. Stanislaus was, I want to say they were down early. And then they just rolled from there. St. Stanislaus, 51, Bay High, 21. The Rocks looked at the Bay Tigers and said, Acknowledge me! You know, they said acknowledge me as the Crab Trap champs. So, a very good game of of two teams, I believe, saw each other in the playoffs uh, here recently. Popperville, 24-14 over Stone. Uh, The Hornets... Saw highlights of this game, and the Hornets looked a little bit different than normal, you know. Expecting a little bit of pounding ground with that wing T, you know, type style from uh, Coach Jay Beach and the, and the Hornets. But they were actually airing it out a good bit last night, a little bit more than people are used to seeing. It's just uh, things you see, you know, and happen. So, But the Hornets, big victory there coming off their week one loss. uh 24 to 14. George County. You know, we had a couple guys. George County had a couple guys transfer, and I'm going to be one of them to say it. I had them, I had them dead to right. I thought they was going to be not so good. I know they have athletes in, in Loosedale, but I didn't expect to see what I do. But especially with this Green County team that threw it all over the pick, they were throwing that pigskin right and left all over the place week one. But the George County Rebels come out with a very big victory, 41-28 to over their county rivals to the north. And then our last last game on the, on the, on the tally here was uh, the South Jones Braves 
over the Pro Central Blue Devils, 32-22. to Tough start, you know, for the Blue Devils, 0-2 to begin. And uh, that's it for your scoreboard and your wrap-up. So stay tuned here. We're going to get to some inter- some more interviews and then with Coach Ladner, Coach Jason McGill. And then we'll re and then we'll preview Pick Yoon again. And uh, we'll get back to you here shortly. Get ready for an action-packed season with the D'Iberville High Warriors and David Crenning All-State Agency. Proud supporter of D'Iberville Warrior Football. Just as the Warriors defend their turf, the David Crenning All-State Agency is here to defend what matters most to you. Join the winning spirit this season. Swing by the David Crenning All-State Agency to explore your insurance options tailored just for you. Or reach out at 228-300-4880. Remember, you're in good hands with David Crenning All-State. Joining me now on the broadcast is running backs coach and the ninth grade head coach, Jason McGill, a former opponent of mine at Long Beach High. Uh, coach, how's ninth grade season going so far? I, I know y'all played a jamboree in a regular season game. How, how's it going? How's it looking overall? Oh, so far we're looking great. Uh, the Bluxy, we did a half. We, it was 28 to seven. Uh, offense did whatever, you know, looked real good. The defense pretty much shut them out. Um, then we played St. Martin, which was a real physical game at the beginning. Where I was a little worried, to be honest. Uh, then we that was twenty-eight to seven uh, with the final, the full game, first game of the season. And obviously, uh, you know, I'm going to go right at it, Dr- Champ Wally. He's the real deal. You know, he, uh, yeah, he's special. Uh, he made a catch against uh, Biloxi in the Jamboree in the end zone that was. You know, he scored three touchdowns. Uh, he was running pretty good against St. Martin, and uh, I started – he threw two touchdown passes. On yeah, I saw, the, I saw the highlight of the uh, halfback pass he threw. Yeah. It was really good, really, the really good throw. like 50 yards in the air almost. Yeah, he's going to be special. Awesome, awesome. And he's real humble, you know, like, yes, sir, no, sir, and he's eager. He's ready. Obviously, he's the one that everybody sees. But uh, give me a couple of other guys that, uh, that's, that will eventually impact this varsity squad. Josh, our middle linebacker, I think he's going to be very special. Good kid. He's a yes sir, no sir guy. Works hard. I think he likes football more than anybody. You know, he's hungry. He wants to hit. If he he could play varsity, if you you know if he could, he would try. You know, he's too small right now, but he definitely would try. Uh, our quarterback Lane Patterson, he's going to be special, I believe. You know, he he he's threw two touchdown passes uh, at St. Martin. I think he threw one at uh, Biloxi. He's got a nice arm. He stays calm, and he wants to throw ball fifty times if he could. <laughs> that's uh, that's every quarterback, I believe. I believe so. Yeah, he's gonna be good. I think we got a good core, our offensive line. You know, we got Juju, we got uh, Toothman. I mean, we got a couple of guys that I think is gonna be special. Is gonna help the varsity team in the years to come. Where is uh, y'all y'all playing Tuesday night? Since no, we're off this we're week. off this we're week because of Labor Day. Yep. Who do y'all play the following Monday? We got a big game after. Should be the top two teams. Uh, I'm guessing in our division going to be us and East Central. Awesome. Uh, and then the week after that, we'll play both uh, Ocean Springs at home. Is a is which game? Where's the games at? Both of them are here. At, both of them at home games. Yes, okay, so here. that's Monday nights. You got ninth grade action, and then the JV right behind it. So five and six thirty. Close enough. Yeah, I think. Uh, it's so but uh, ours, ours is at five, the ninth grade for sure. Well, I appreciate you joining me for a minute. Oh, Jason yes, McGill, an old – he he could run the ball and catch the ball. He's a little speedster back in Long Beach's day with Coach Joey uh, – D'Angelo. D'Angelo, yeah. yeah. So uh, 
special. Thank you for joining me, buddy. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yes, sir, man. Hey, did you know that Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers is the fastest-growing dealership on the coast? They have been serving the Gulf Coast for almost a decade with quality pre-owned vehicles. Their customer service starts when you drive into the lot and continues long after the sale is final. They have financing options that are guaranteed to get you into a vehicle that fits your needs and a price that fits your budget. They have two locations to serve you at 10276 Rodriguez Street in D'Iberville. And that phone number is 228-641-4798. Also, 11477 Highway 49 in Gulfport. And that phone number is 228-875-5556. Just remember, good credit, bad credit, or funky credit, you're always approved at Mississippi Coast Auto Brokers. Joining me now on the broadcast, head coach Josh Ladner. Uh, coach, disappointing night, but we got to move forward. You know, we had some bright spots with a few different players at different times. You know, had had a couple drives there to get us close, and then just one, you know, one one thing or another led to it. Uh, you know, the pick six, and then some other items. But I've seen some things that I liked a lot better this this game as opposed to week one. And uh, you know, how do you feel about about it overall um you know I, f- I feel like we're not playing not playing good football right now you know honestly if i'm if you know i don't know how else to put it you know in all three facets of the game um we need to get better and um and we need to just uh keep battling to find out you know how we can do that and the details and doing that um you know I, we we did have some good things happen with some young guys um as you mentioned um, and uh, and I was proud of the effort of several of the guys that um, that were out there tonight. They really they never stopped battling uh, several of them, um, and um, and and really put us in position to have an opportunity right there at the beginning of the third quarter, through the third quarter, um, man. But once again, we just you know just trying to find ways to finish drives. You know, we 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 put together nice drives. We did that in the first game and in this game. Um, you know, covered a lot of ground, mixed up the play calling, formations, motions, passing. Um, but, um, you know, right now uh, we're just not finishing, you know. So just trying to figure out ways to do that. You know, it's twice we got in the red zone and turned it over. One time was a pick six. The other one was an, another interception. So um, we just, um, you know, we got to go back and get better, you know. Yeah, that pick six was just all back around back. bad luck. I mean, he had a – Tough throw and then and then and then the tip tip cherry pick right to the DB. So uh, yep. you know, obviously we're struggling on the special teams. You know, with the block punt to start, not a not an optimal way to start. But uh, Jackson's ja- Jackson's being Jackson up to a certain point. You know, I know he had to miss extra point, so I'm not worried there. But there's uh, is there any Anybody opening up that you're going to possibly move around to help that situation or anything like that? You thinking? What do you mean a punt? Punt. Well, I let I let Jackson. So the one that got yeah. blocked, um, the, we just we didn't block it, but we didn't block well, but we didn't. He took too long, you know. So we just we did make a change uh, to Jackson, and Jackson got all the other ones off, but uh, still weren't blocking very well. So at halftime, we made a, a, a personnel adjustment and. Uh, made it a, a punt adjustment and uh, went back to mostly a blocking type tight punt and um, we seemed to do a little bit better there but 
Um, and I don't like punting so much, you know, like that's, that's the first problem. Like, yeah. Let's quit having to punt so much. And then when we do punt, let's execute. Um, you know, special teams has been an issue, you know, um, but, I, you know, it's not from lack of hard work or effort. We spend a lot of time on it. We just um, haven't quite grasped the, you know, I don't know that there's a team that works harder on special teams, you know, really. It's something that we take very great pride in. We always have. Um, and uh, but just man, we have struggled on on all facets. So we're just gonna keep battling. You know, we've. Um, I don't know what else to do. You know, that's the only way to do is just go back and let's figure it out and let's let's keep doing better. Now, you know, I also want to mention that the, the you know the season's not over. This didn't take away the playoffs. Um, you know, there's a just lot of, game number two. That's, that's right. all it is. There's a lot of room for improvement, and we need to. We need to find a way to get good enough to win three district ball games and make the playoffs, and then you never know what can happen from there. So um, now, of course, I always want to win every ball game, um, but um, you know, at the end of the day, we don't need to hang our heads and quit either. So not at this point in the season. Yeah, hopefully, the, hopefully, the guys don't get too down. You know, obviously, it's disappointing. Everybody knows that. You right. know, we've all been through that. But uh, you know, the running, I, I did like the. You mixing up a little bit more pass, you know. I don't know if you wanted to do that, but a little bit of the pass and run mixing up, one was helping the other. I felt like, you know, that Agreed. second half you had a good drive to start with the running game after throwing a good bit of passes there in that second quarter. But I also want to go back the first quarter of the each the jamboree in these first two games have been not the best, so it's put us in the eight behind the eight ball, so to speak. In each game, yeah. second quarter and both and, and all both all of them have been great. Yeah, but it's just once we get down, it's hard to come, you know we're, we're behind it so bad it's hard to get to it. No doubt. Um, you know it's a young offense. Um, you know, and I knew that they would uh, probably, you know, probably struggle a little bit here at the beginning of the season. We need the defense to kind of pick us up, and uh, they've done that at times, but. You know, um, offensively, we we I think we go out there and press a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, you know, so I agree. It's like we're just trying to make things happen too fast and not really taking it for what it is. But but then we settle down and we end up looking more like what I expect us to look like at some point. Um, and then um, you know, I'm gonna go back to what I always say. You know, Diablo's built on a strong running game, um, opportunistic play action pass tremendous special teams, and a ferocious defense. And uh, when you have all of those ingredients together, you can compete for a state championship here at Diagoville. But right now, we don't. We have um, a decent run game. Our play-action pass is not consistent right now. It's there. We just have to settle down and make the throws. And I believe that he will. Um, and um, our defense is inconsistent on the tackling point part. And special teams is... Yeah, and uh, so on the tackling portion, I thought they started out really well there yeah. at the beginning, and then it it just gradually well, you know, wasn't as offense, good when you got towards the, the tail end. As long as you need to, um, the defense gets tired. You yeah, know? so we're we're putting them right back out there, three and out. Right and it doesn't help when you're in that they're in that spread, throwing it around, and you're you're covering sideline to sideline, basically. Sure, sure. But we knew that, and we were prepared for it. You know, we had. A good scheme, I felt like, you know, um, Ben don't break. You know, they got into the red zone several times when we stopped them. But um, we just um, – there was some tough calls there at the beginning of the game, too. I, I don't – I think you know, we that, I think we ripped – they had – I think we were at about seven, eight, nine penalties before they even saw the first one. 
Right. Well, not just – I don't – I mean, we own the penalties. Yeah. You know, we, that's us. You know, the the 15-yard penalties, that's us. You know, mm-hmm. we, we got – we're going to correct that. And I say we're not an undisciplined football team. We are a disciplined football team, but we are playing undisciplined. So, yeah. you know, however you want to take that. You know, we, we discipline our kids. We hold our kids accountable. They know they're going to be in trouble for the things that they do, but uh, they continue to make some, some silly mistakes out there. But um, – I forget what I was going to say, but um, just talking about no, the, the mistakes I mean, early I mean in the, the game. Fumble. Like yeah, we, early in the game, we caused a fumble in the first drive. Yeah, and they 100% missed that. In fact, they called it a fumble on the field. Then they someone swooped in and overturned it somehow. But um, that was 100% a fumble on the opening drive. That was a game changing call. And I think they fumbled a couple of more times after that. And they then those calls went their way. So. It was just a, I don't know, man. Rough, uh, rough first quarter there with the calls. Yeah, with, with the very decisions. inconsistent on the calls. And I know the referees have a very hard job, you know, but we we missed several right there that probably could have uh, helped us momentum wise and hurt them quite a bit. But and it is what it is. We got to overcome that, and we had an opportunity to overcome it, and and we just didn't finish the drive. So. Yeah, I did see. Uh, we talked about it. I, brought, I like some bright spots that I saw tonight. Uh, Jaquan with his touchdown catch. Uh, him, yeah. Andre Crosby with a handful of a handful of really good runs. You know, Kevin Rogers out there trying to gut it out like always. You know, he's getting banged around and beat up. But uh, you know, but away from the game, I want to I want to talk about uh, our guy that went down on Tuesday, and uh, we gave him a little shout out during the broadcast. And uh, he texted me and told me. Hopefully he's hopefully he's continue to get you know he's he's gonna be all right you know I know it takes a little while it's kind of a shock to get injured like that at practice but uh you know how how did the guys take it on Tuesday because that's a big deal to deal with when you got an ambulance rolling in and take oh, yeah. a guy to get checked out well when it happened they were um, of course devastated you know my main concern was Jake and trying to keep him, you know, uh, safe and, and get him to the hospital as soon as possible. But, um, and, you know, and then when we turned back to, you know, we still had practice and we still had to try to get better. And it was just hard to get the kids locked back in. But they did. They fought through it eventually. Um, and then, um, and then of course, the sirens. And then you got, you know, it's just all a big deal. Yeah. First time I've had to deal with that. But. I thought me and my, my staff really helped me out there, and I thought we all kind of pulled together, and we ended up managing to have a decent practice after that. Then went and checked on Jake that evening, and everything was kind of, um, you know, I guess as it should have been. And and uh, his spirits were, of course, okay. You know, he's – Jake has a tremendous character about him, and I really missed him tonight. I mean, the kind of kid he is – this is the kind of kid he is. He – he texts me on the way back home on the game, and uh, and of course he is trying to make me feel better about the yeah. loss. And I'm like, yeah. you know, Jake, you know, but uh, he's thanking me for the shout out on the on the radio, you know. And I'm like, I, you know, of course, you know, but I had nothing to do with that. That was y'all, and so I appreciate that. But you know, it just goes to show you how great our community is and our kids are. You know, we have a great community and. I just, I don't know. I love this place, and I love serving this place. Um, and, you know, I just want to give them something better to root for. But, you know, we're, we're working really hard to do that, and I believe we're going to do that soon. And the player we're talking about, folks, Jacob. is uh, Jacob Smith, yeah. the junior guard. At a, uh, broke yeah. his uh, tibia, 
tibia and his fibula on at practice on Tuesday. Lower half his leg split and in half, and it was just a, it was tough. But um, but you know it's you know that's the risk these kids take, you know, and um, and and but they uh, but he'll be back. You know, it's his junior year, so. Thankfully, he does have time to come back, and he plans on making a full recovery, and we plan on having him back. So, um, but you know, just yeah, bad bad deal tough, on that tough day. deal there. Yes. But I do want to bring up the fact that uh, my man Shannon Donaldson said, "Hey, coach, he did. I want to wear Jacob's number." He did not instantly as soon as Jake, you know, and this kind of speaks to the to the spirit of our football team. There are good kids, but. You know, as soon as it happened, you know, Shannon was like, you know, Coach, you need me? You know, and I said, yeah, I probably need you, you know. But uh, um, just just the, just the coming together and the stepping up and just, you know, meant a lot to um, to have people say, you know, not just, I guess, I don't know, just they didn't think about how it was going to affect them. They thought about how can I help. And that, yeah. that speaks a lot to, to their character. Well, I appreciate it. But before we go, uh, tough. It gets even tougher yeah. next week. Uh, the two-time defending five A's champs, the Picky yeah. and Maroon Tide. Yep. Uh, plenty of five. You got a couple five stars and four stars out there. So obviously, you're going to see snapping a pile of people heading toward the edge, one way or another. But other than that, what are you expecting to see come next week or? From the Maroon Tide? Uh, maybe the best team they've ever had. You know, um, they're they're uh, extremely talented, and Coach Dogner's done a great job getting that team ready. And uh, and I know that they're proud of their team, and they play they play really good football, smash mouth football. Nothing that we're not used to seeing. We play them every year, just about. And uh, and I guess I, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I just want to see our kids fight. You know, I want to see our kids respond. I want to see our kids, regardless of who we play, it it shouldn't dictate our level of effort or what we put forth. And um, and that's really what I want to see. You know, so um, come Monday when we have our practice, you know, I guess the guys that show up and and aren't scared, um, you know, are going to be the ones that show me a lot. So, which I hope is all of them. I appreciate it, Coach. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. You holler if you need something. Same. Thanks, Thank buddy. You. Bye. Yes, sir. The Next Level Performing Arts Studio is celebrating 20 years of excellence in performing arts education. Founded in 2004 by the Iberville alumni Jennifer Crone Densing, TNL offers dance, music, after-school arts programs, and more. Register now to be a part of their 20th anniversary season. Classes are open to girls and boys ages 2 and up, and beginners are always welcome. Find them on Facebook or give them a call at 396-2901 and take your performance to the next level. Hockey fans, Seawolves Action is back at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum November 18th. Head to our website, MississippiSeawolves.com, or call our office today, 228-999-8333. If you're looking for that cool Seawolves merch, head to SeawolvesMerch.com and check out our online store today offering great merchandise deals. Thank you to the Talking Ball Podcast, official partners of the Mississippi Seawolves. Coming back at you folks to finish out this episode, uh, we're going to preview this upcoming matchup against Picayune. 
You know, Picayune's a tough, hard-nosed team. Coach Stockner has those guys ready to go every Friday night. And, uh, you know, they're going to be a tough matchup. Two-time defending state champs. They got guys off all over the all over the field that are, you know, generating offers right and left. You got Chris Davis that's committed to Stanford. Jamonta Waller that is committed to those dreaded Gators in Gainesville. And then, you know, you got other guys, you know, Brady Robinson, a great quarterback, great baseball player that I've seen in person along with, you know, Amarion, the, the little small, the, the shorter guy that plays, he's like one of those pesky, uh, he's like a Bob Sanders type on defense there. So they're going to be tough to play. And, and as soon as they roll in, it's going to be showtime, folks. So hopefully the war- the Warriors will be strapped up and ready to go. Or it's going to be another long, long night. Um, Warriors have to improve on a good bit of things just to even stay in this game. You know, it's going to be a mismatch with a very, ex- very, very experienced Picayune team against a very inexperienced Warrior team. So gotta gotta expect the Warriors to to come out hard and heavy in order to stay in this game. I will say this, though. Uh, you know, I hope I hope a lot of the Warrior fans don't start uh, panicking. Obviously, the first two games haven't went like we wanted, but hopefully there is no panic. You know, we got a long ways to go until... Playoffs? Don't talk about it. Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Yeah, ain't that the truth? But uh, it's a long ways to go, and these 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 non district games, well, all they do is gear you up for district play. And like Coach Ladner said, in district play, you know, all we need to do is win. I think he said two ball games in order to get ourselves into the playoffs. I mean, we're playing five. You know, you just have to beat two teams that finish below you, and and you have tiebreaker in a four spot. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's a long ways away from us at the moment. But, uh, you know, just everybody show up, show out, support these guys, support the businesses that – help us put this broadcast on you know always always enjoy doing this it takes a little bit of time but i do enjoy it and uh i'm doing something that i wish you know if there was some way it could have been done whenever we was coming up you know this is for people to give you a few props you know give you a platform to uh talk about different things and you know just just overall, talk about the black and gold. You know, that's been always what I wanted to do with the podcast is talk about the black and gold. So all you Warrior fans, just hang in there. It's a long season. we got plenty of time to turn things around. And uh, it'll be Friday night, Warrior Stadium versus Picayune. Start time, 7 o'clock. We'll be broadcasting audio only on the Facebook page. Along with uh, video, your video will come through the NFHS network. So, 
Before I leave, though, I'd like to give a, another shout-out to junior guard Jacob Smith, who broke his right tibia and fibula, fibula in pra- at practice on Tuesday. You know, he's 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 had a tough little week. You know, he's starting to turn the corner, though. He's Coach talked to him, you know, and uh, I just want to send my prayers out to him and, and tell him just hang in there. Things will get better, you know. It may it may look dim, but it'll 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 get better day by day. So just hang in there, Jacob. We're we're thinking about you, and uh, just just come back. Just just take your time, and you'll be back on that field before you know it. Okay. On behalf of myself, and uh, you know the Diarville Warrior Football Team, this is Jeremy Forehand signing off on this episode two of the Diarville Warriors post game show. Thank you, guys.